This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Eating processed food for every meal isn't healthy for people or for dogs. We all know that. And kibble is subject to multiple rounds of high heat processing, making it an ultra processed food. The farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. My dog, Barnaby, loves the farmer's dogs. When he sees me pulling one of those packets out, he comes running. It's personalized, vet-developed, and it has recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portion, ready-to-serve packs, and they're conveniently delivered on whatever schedule works for me. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast about how to be happier. This week, we'll talk about why we should allow others to share our enthusiasm And we'll have a deep dive double feature. We do a deep dive into listeners' use of props and listeners' one-word themes for 2021. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. And surprise, surprise, I am right here in my home office in New York City. And joining me today from Puerto Rico is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., although right now Puerto Rico on Fantasy Island. And Gretchen, I will soon be home in my home office. I am looking forward to it. Yes, I do really enjoy having you in the Eastern time zone, I have to say. It is convenient. We seem so much more coordinated, but I also know that you're eager to go home. So Indeed. It's coming. It's coming soon. Now, before we jump in, we have an update. I asked if people had suggestions for rhyming slogans about why it's useful for us to give ourselves a demerit. Because sometimes people say, hey, don't give yourself demerits all the time. Don't beat yourself up. But we find that by kind of articulating a demerit, we often help ourselves to do a better job going forward. So we suggested that maybe we should come up with a slogan for this. And we heard from a lot of listeners. Gretchen, here are some of the top suggestions. A lot of people suggested these. Name it to tame it. Yeah. Say it to slay it. Love that. Share it to repair it. Very apt. And state it to abate it. (laughs) Yes. And then Carolyn came up with, give yourself a demerit, you'll get a boost after you (laughs) share it. Nice. And Susan said, reveal it to heal it. Teresa said, we reveal it to repeal it. (laughs) And Julie said, get it off your chest, then give it your best. Yes. And then I came up with one myself, Elizabeth. Mine was, 
patrol it to control it. Oh, that's good, Gretch. I like it. Yeah, so these are all good. Pick the one that works for you. And if you find it helpful to give yourself demerits, as we do, now you've got a like a nice rhyming slogan for it. Yeah, I think the one that works for me is get it off your chest, then give it your best. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah. my personal. Yeah, because sometimes people are like, oh, you're being too hard on yourself. But it's not meant to, we're not being hard on ourselves. We're trying to help ourselves. Yes. Do better in the future. Yes. Be happier. Mm -hmm. Now, this week, our Try This at Home tip is to allow others to share your enthusiasm. Yes. Now, Gretchen, explain this Try This at Home tip and also how it came about. Yes. Okay. So this Try This at Home idea occurred to me because I've been in situations where people did something that annoyed me. But then as I was thinking about how it annoyed me, I realized that I probably was doing the same thing myself. And so I realized it's worth sort of thinking about why this is annoying and watching out for whether I was doing it. Okay, so what I'm talking about, and maybe you've had this experience, Elizabeth, is someone is talking about a book, a movie, a historical figure, whatever it is, but that person won't allow me to share them, their enthusiasm. Like, they start talking about Game of Thrones, and I'm like, I love Game of Thrones. But then they don't say, like, oh, who's your favorite character? Or, or they don't ask me anything about my own view. They don't allow me to share their enthusiasm. They hold themselves out as experts. You know, they're not allowing me to engage with my own thoughts. And I was thinking about how much this annoyed me Mm -hmm. um, because it kind of forced me to the sidelines to sort of be in the audience as if I had nothing to say myself, which, of course, you know, I often did. But then I realized I think I do this myself. For instance, I wrote a biography of Winston Churchill, and I kind of feel like Winston Churchill belongs to me, which is obviously (laughs) ludicrous. But still, I'm like, I love it so much. I love this subject so much. I love this TV show so much. I love this writer so much. I kind of want to feel like it's mine, and I don't like to acknowledge that anyone else has anything to say. I, I, want, I want to be the one talking about it, and I don't want to share the stage. I don't want to share my enthusiasm with anybody else. And so I realized I don't like it, and I do it myself. And Gretchen, I think everybody has experienced this, and many of us have been guilty of it, (laughs) Um, for sure. I mean, I have no doubt that when I start talking about the housewives, for instance, uh, with somebody, that I probably, you know, overrun the conversation and think I know the most about the housewives, and I have the most interesting, insightful opinions about the housewives— Whereas, in fact, someone else who's seen all the housewives has equal insight as I do. It's funny. It's like you just want to claim it as your own, and you don't want to acknowledge that other people have a claim to it. Even something that's obviously available to everyone, like a TV show or a historical character. (laughs) Yes. But yeah, what is really interesting in this phenomenon, Gretchen, is how often it is about something where the person has a little bit of knowledge about something say, a scientific principle, yeah. and then they start talking about it to someone who's actually a scientist, <laughs> and the person <laughs> still thinks they know more and have more to say, and that that scientist they're talking to needs to be schooled by them. I, I do think that this is adjacent to wanting to be a know-it-all, which I absolutely have that know-it-all Me um, too. As- aspect of my My nature where, you know, you want to be the expert, you want to explain, you want to tell, you don't want to hear others' views, you kind of want to hold the floor, and you sort of, you want to own the subject. 
Yes. I do see this happening with doctor friends a lot where someone is telling a doctor about something medical and the doctor has to sort of just sit there and take it. It's just one of these things that happens on every subject all the time. But I think that, you know, if we want to be good conversationalists, which I think most of us want to be, you know, interesting, you know, engaged conversationalists, you have to follow other people's leads. You know, you have to, if they clearly are not interested in a subject, you have to move on. If they clearly want to talk about something, you, I think it's good manners to just at least for a little while, like, listen to their, you know, how they're all this great restaurant they found when they were in Santa Fe. Their dream. Yeah, 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 exactly. And part of that is including them in your enthusiasm. And then if you want to talk excitedly about something and they want to join in, you should share their share the enthusiasm with them. Yes, I have to say, Gretchen, I do think this particular Try This at Home is really good for you and me. I think we are two people. Who need this? I think other listeners probably don't need it as much. Sometimes we do something where we're like, well, we don't know if we'd do this, but we see that others (laughs) would love it. I think this is one where you and I should take it to heart and allow others to share our enthusiasm. Well, and and related to that, about sharing the enthusiasm, is to remember that even if I'm very enthusiastic about something— If others aren't sharing in it, they may very well likely be bored by it because there's nothing more boring than hearing somebody explain at great length the plot of a novel, no matter how brilliant, because it's not that interesting to hear someone describe a, a movie or a TV show or a book or a restaurant. Like, if you don't share an enthusiasm, it's often hard to be interested in it. And so by not allowing someone to share your enthusiasm, we're kind of condemning ourselves to being boring. Yes. Or frustrating. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I think a lot of times people do that because they have social anxiety, and so they're just trying to fill space, you know, which Mm. talking about the plot of a movie does. Yeah. But if you find yourself doing that, instead just ask the person a question like, where are you from? And go from there. Whenever Jack (laughs) doesn't know what to say, I'm like, you can always ask someone where they go to school. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So let us know if you do try this at home and whether you, like Elizabeth and I, sometimes struggle to allow others to share your enthusiasm, whether sharing your enthusiasm works for you. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to happiercast.com slash 336 for everything related to this episode. Coming up, we have a happiness hack related to asking a difficult question. But first is break. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. 
Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, Gretchen, it's time for this week's happiness hack. Okay, this came up in, I was having a conversation with several people and someone raised the challenge of, how do you handle it when you want to raise a question, you know, and often a question that's sort of an implicit criticism to someone who's very defensive or touchy or arrogant or for whatever reason does not want to be questioned? And so in this context, my friend was a doctor and she was saying how kind of in the culture of doctors, if you're a young doctor, it's very hard to question a decision by an older doctor and she also made the point that sometimes when this problem comes up of like wanting to raise to question someone, you can do it in private and that makes it easier. But in some situations, that's not really practical. So I suggested a wrinkle on a, a strategy that I had heard from my friend A.J. Jacobs, who is a brilliant writer, so funny, um, who in the past did a lot of celebrity interviews. Mm-hmm. And his suggestion, because what comes up if you're interviewing celebrities is a lot of times there's a question that you really need to ask. And you as the journalist know that this is what all the readers are going to want to learn about. But it's very hard to ask that question of someone who you think is going to be defensive about it. So what AJ suggested doing is that you don't pose the question as if you're posing it, but you, you act like you're repeating something that others have questioned. So you'd say something like, well, what would you say to the rumors that you and your co-star fight all the time? <laughs> you know, or something like in the case of the doctor. Now, what would you say to those researchers who argue that 60 days is the right time for this treatment or whatever, and that somehow it feels less confrontational when you put it in the mouth of these, like, invisible third parties. Yes, Gretchen, you know, Barbara Walters, who's my spiritual master, did this all the time when interviewing Ah. celebrities. There were always those tough questions, and she would always say, what do you say to those people who say? What do you say to, you know, the rumors that? What do you say to the allegations 
And it's funny how it works, you know, (laughs) how you can actually get away with that. When you can imagine situations where you could, yeah, kind of imagine these, you know, unnamed people and just put the words in their mouths and and get yourself out of a tough situation. Yes, Gretch, if I'm ever interviewing one of the Real Housewives, I'll say, what do you say (laughs) to people who insist that this is all scripted? I don't think so. But what do you say to those people who insist it is? Right. You wouldn't you wouldn't dare suggest that. And you're not suggesting that. No, you're not. But you do have to acknowledge that there are those. Not in the room, present company accepted. Yeah. So anyway, I I just thought this was funny about um, in the context of of doing interviews. And it was only when I was talking to my friends that I realized it sort of had this larger practical application. And I have yes. to say, everybody was so like excited by the idea. I thought, oh, wow, this is a, this is a hack that I, I didn't realize yes. um, was as powerful as it was. So thank you, AJ. He probably doesn't remember that he said that. That was, it was like decades ago <laughs> that he, he mentioned that, but it's a good one. Yes. And now Elizabeth, let's dive into our deep dive double feature. We've got <laughs> two deep dives today because one isn't enough. And the first deep dive comes after episode 331. So In that episode, we suggested the Try This at Home of giving yourself a prop to hold, which was inspired by actor Andrew McCarthy's recollection of how he found it much easier to act in a challenging scene when he got a set of bongos to play um, during the scene. And it was so fascinating to hear from listeners. Yes, we heard from many people who use props to help manage feelings of anxiety or self-consciousness, which is so interesting and really makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because, you know, I'm having my summer of Virginia Woolf, and there it was, right in Mrs. Dalloway, one of the main characters, Peter Walsh, is always playing with a pocket knife. When he's young, when he's older, over and over, we hear how he's he pulls out a pocket knife, he opens it, he shuts it, and it's clearly uh, something that he does to manage an anxious situation. So here's what Lauren said. She said, I am a pretty nervous, anxious person, and so I dread any time I have to give a presentation or lead a meeting at work. I work in construction. Ironically, for both middle school and high school, I attended a music magnet school in Philadelphia where I used to perform all the time. While I'd always experienced a bit of anxiousness before a show, the nerves were nowhere near what they are today. What's the difference between then and now? Well, now that I think about it, I've always held some sort of prop or was actively engaged in doing something with my hands while on stage. This is a huge revelation for me as I work in a male-dominated field and I want to be taken more seriously. I'm also 28, while most of my colleagues are older. I am now going to try holding a pen, and I have a really good feeling it will do the trick. It's the thing. It's just it's something small, but sometimes just a small thing can make a big difference. That's really helpful to yeah. hear. So, Lauren, let us know if that works. I yes. really want to know when we're Yeah, and I love, I love holding a pen, too, so I'm a fan of the pen, the pen prop. Fred writes, a handy prop I wholeheartedly recommend is a grip strengthener. I have one near where I sit, and if I'm nervous or restless, I'll use my grip strengthener. There are quite a few physical health benefits to having a strong grip as well. So I can see how doing that would also keep your hands busy and relieve nervous tension. Yes. Nadia says, I was struck by your advice about finding a prop to hold because that was one of my coping strategies during the pandemic. 
I had to teach online via Zoom, which made me anxious. And one day I grabbed a polished rock that was near my desk and it made all the difference. The smoothness, the heft, the opportunity to shift it from hand to hand really calmed me down. And I made sure I had that rock ready before every class along with all of my tech stuff. The one bummer is that I think it would be weird if I carried it into the classroom in the fall. A pen doesn't feel like an adequate substitute. <laughs> well, one, I actually don't think the, the rock would seem weird in the classroom. No. I think a lot of people do things like that with their hands, and I yes. don't think anybody would think twice about it. Well, and there's like worry balls, and there's, you know, people have those things they hold. But it was interesting, we heard from several teachers who said they hold a mug. So maybe Nadia can try a mug, yes. because that does seem to be something that many teachers use as a prop, and, and, and that's obviously something that would be like very unremarkable, yes. so that could be useful. Heather writes, I am a brand photographer specifically for wine brands, and I have found that my subjects, winemakers, vineyard managers, and crews, are much more comfortable when they have something to hold on to when I'm photographing them. I used to get the question, what do I do with my hands all the time when I first started this business? But now I just give them a glass of wine, which they can sip on or not, or some other prop that would make sense in the context they're in. Oh. So here she's like, she's using it. Um, yes. She's putting the prop in other people's hands because she knows that this is a way to head off that kind of uneasiness. Karen says, I realize that the clipboard is a favorite prop of mine. I am often running events for my church, like the teen mission trip classes or retreat. I always use a clipboard to help me stay organized, have the attendance list or my meeting outline in front of me. Just holding the clipboard as I might be greeting people or giving informal remarks and instructions has been helpful and also, I'd say, a comfort for me. Well, see, this is interesting because I think a clipboard is also a sign of authority or yes. kind of like mastery. So I think that's a prop that kind of, it's it sort of also... Signals. It's a signal to others. So I think you get kind of a double benefit there. Kristen said, a prop that I've become really reliant on during COVID-19 has been my mask. As someone with social anxiety, even the smallest of social encounters, such as running into an acquaintance at a grocery store, can quickly send me into a self-conscious spiral, so much so that I can often be found skirting behind display stands or abruptly making a 180-degree turn halfway down an aisle to avoid running into someone I know and having to make small talk. I found that, similar to when I'm wearing sunglasses outside, wearing a mask has given me an unexpected boost of confidence when I'm out in public. This tiny piece of fabric somehow feels like an invisibility cloak, and I've noticed that when I'm wearing it, I am more relaxed when I do run into people these days. With my mask on, I don't feel nearly as vulnerable as when I am barefaced, and I am much less anxious when out doing errands these days. Well, that is fascinating. Yes. Finally, someone who enjoys wearing a mask. Yeah, right? yeah. That's yeah, unusual. Good. Yes, absolutely. Emily says, I struggle with anxiety, particularly during interactions with others, such as appointments, meetings, and face-to-face -face conversations, particularly when I'm not sure what questions will be asked or when the focus is on me. To help with this, I try to have a water bottle handy filled with ice-cold water that I can hold on to. When I start feeling anxious, I feel hot, red, and like I am not in my body. Having something cold to hold on to helps me feel more grounded and gives me something to focus on. Now, this is a great idea. And I have to say, with my Five Senses book, and I think we've talked about this in the podcast before, research does show that sensory stimulation can help you break through uneasiness or anxiety. Mm. And so this is a great thing with like a cold water bottle, but you can also put an ice cube in your hand or in your mouth or splash cold water in your face, take a shower. 
bite into a lemon, something that shocks the system and brings you back into the physical world. It helps distract you from negative thoughts. It helps you get that feeling of being grounded. And so this the idea of combining the prop to hold with that sensory stimulation, but also like the polished rock. I can also see being mm-hmm. like, there's something very, or like if you're holding a mug with hot coffee, like there's a way that the body and the senses are being stimulated that might be really helpful. Yes. I love hearing all of these. Thank you, listeners, for these props. It's fascinating. It's fascinating to hear about props. And you know what else is fascinating to hear about? One-word themes. Elizabeth, you and I cannot get enough of these one-word themes. We've talked about our one-word themes so many times. Uh, Most recently, in episode 306, we explained why we picked our 2021 themes. My theme is open. Yes, and mine is butterfly. Gretz, you can see I'm wearing my butterfly necklace from Mindy right now. So we asked listeners for their one-word themes. And as always, it was so interesting to see what people chose and why. Yes. Robbins is delegate. She says, this helps the obliger in me say no to things that can be done by someone else, preventing obliger rebellion one unnecessary task at a time. (laughs) Love it. Lori says, my word is yes, as in saying yes to new opportunities. So far, I have been doing more new things. This is a repeat from 2020 since all my new opportunities were postponed last year. Okay. Yeah. Take it again. Yeah. Lucy says, I chose read and it is going great. Yes, hashtag read 21 and 21. Denise said, slow is my 2021 one word theme. I needed not to be rushed this year and have dedicated the year to not doing anything at speed. All my emails are signed off with enjoying a year being intentionally slow. And I book either slow days or hours in my diary to keep the pace. Interesting. Fascinating. Yeah. Lisa says, prepare. It focuses on my family, business, spirituality, health, and fitness. Reminds me to put in the effort, lay the groundwork, and look towards the future. Enjoy the journey has been a theme for me since I first discovered your happiness project. Prepare gets my boots on the ground and in the trenches. I love that. Vicky has regal. She writes, I chose it to remind me to practice good posture, be composed, and try to have grace. I recently caught Grace Kelly in the old movie Dial M for Murder. What perfect reinforcement for Regal as an actress, a real princess, and Grace. Grace. (laughs) You know, capital G, little g. Sarah says, my 2021 word for the year is experiment. I'm an upholder too, so this reminds me that the journey is just as important as the destination. Try new things. Be willing not to do things perfectly. It's interesting how people often tie their word to their tendency. Yes, it's a growing trend. Yes. Sel chose the word release. I chose it because I feel like there was a lot I could let go of. Six months into 2021, it seems the biggest thing I've had to release is judgment regarding what that should mean. That's mm. intru- that's thought-provoking. Lizzie says, I chose flourish because I was feeling a word that summed up all the progress I've made so far, as though all my hard work was building up into something amazing. And so far, I've done exactly that. Moved to a new state where life feels much more natural and where we feel at home, even though we are transplants, landed one of my dream jobs, began to see my family relationships blossom within the boundaries I'd set two years ago. I'm healthier, happier, and my husband and I are in the best place in our relationship we've ever been. 
It's been a lot of hard work, about a decade, and I've experienced plenty of loss this year too, but Flourish is definitely fitting me like a glove this year. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. Yes. Then someone who didn't leave a name wrote, my word is value. It is twofold. Evaluating what people and things, such as possessions, words, activities, etc., are adding value to my life, and are the words, acts, deeds, gifts I'm giving to others adding value to their lives? I'm trying to use this as my benchmark for evaluation of time, money, and resources. Sammy's word is believe, which is credere in Italian. I believe, I believe, I believe. My husband has cancer, and I believe he is whole and perfect. Well, that's a very difficult situation. So yes. it's great to think that a one-word theme could help you sort of stay trained on how you want to um, go through that challenging time. Yes. And then finally, Michelle wrote, I chose the word edit for my one word theme. As a questioner, I don't particularly like to bind myself to one word for an entire year. The word edit reminds me that I have the opportunity to accept the choices I have made, or I have the opportunity to create something different for myself. When I find myself feeling stuck in something that isn't working, I can hear edit in my head, and it is absolutely empowering. I got the word stamped on a ring, so I have a visual reminder of my word choice. That's great. Yes. Wow, I love all these words. I always want I always want to like have more one-word themes, but you can only pick one. I know. What can we do with all these words? <laughs> I feel like these are like words of power. I, I want to like, I don't know, make a card deck or something. <laughs> but the part of the fun is you have to choose the word that works for you. I don't think you can just draw from a deck. But if anybody has any ideas, let me know because I, they feel so precious. They're such good ideas. Coming up, Gretchen's got a gold star to someone we both know very well. But first, this break. Gretch, I love eating sandwiches like a grilled cheese or a peanut butter sandwich is my ideal lunch, but I'm very aware of my carb intake, so oftentimes I avoid sandwiches. Luckily, Hero Bread has remade carby, empty-calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no-net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories. Plus, it has protein and fiber. I have been using it to make grilled cheeses, and I use their tortillas to make a cheese quesadilla, and I am in heaven. Hero Bread tastes great, has a terrific texture, and helps you meet your nutrition goals. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use happier at checkout. That's happier at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. They have everything from Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans. They've got everything you want. I have the Saucy, which is a terrific saucepan. It has curved sides. It has a pouring spout. It has a lid. And it looks so elegant. It's really a pleasure just to look at it on the counter, even before we're using it. Yes, I love all the colors. Yeah. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code HAPPIER. That's greatjones.com, promo code HAPPIER. Okay, it's time for demerits and gold stars. And Elizabeth, this is your week to give yourself a demerit. Say it to slay it. Yes, that's (laughs) right. Get it off my chest and then do my best. Yes. Okay, I'm giving myself a demerit this week, Gretchen, for not getting pictures with guest stars of Fantasy Island. Oh. Gretchen, we have some big guest stars on Fantasy Island. I can't say who all of them are because it hasn't been announced yet. Mm. But like, for instance, we had three women from Melrose Place uh-huh. guest star. And I was like, I can't wait to get a picture with them. I love Melrose Place. Did I get a picture? No, I did not. I haven't even gotten a picture with Rosalind Sanchez, who is the star of Fantasy Island playing Elena Rourke, Yeah, which I should have like 50 pictures with Rosalind. And I have zero. I have not gotten a picture with Kiara Barnes, who's another person on the show. So it's like, I just haven't asked people to take pictures. Well, I do think that for some people it feels absolutely natural and doesn't take any time or effort. And then for other people, it's hard. And you're sort of like, oh, I'll wait for another day when we're not so sweaty or, you know, or, you know, we're busy right now. It would only take a second, but I I agree. It it feels, you feel self-conscious, even though, you know, they don't mind. Part of it is, I mean, keep in mind, like with Roz, she's in, she's first of all, gorgeous. She's in hair and makeup. And then here we are looking, you know, the worst we've ever looked in our lives, or at least I am. So it's like, you know, I just simply don't want to see a picture of me with with Rosalind, but at the same time, I want that picture. So it's 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 a demerit because you should always just take the picture. It's like I can yes. delete it if I don't like it. Yes. And that is that is take the picture. Take, take the, the picture. picture. So I'm going to I have a couple more days here, so we'll see if I can manage to uh Get some pictures in. Okay. It's a demerit challenge. Can you take at least five selfies with different people? Yes. Gretchen, this does remind me of when we were at Oprah's for brunch and you yes. um, very oh, yeah. boldly. Name drop. Yes. We were, asked, we were yes. there. <laughs> you very boldly asked Oprah for a selfie. I mean, it was like an out-of-body experience because it was so brash and so bold and I, I I couldn't believe that I did it. Oh, my gosh. I, was, I still can't believe I did it. I was impressed. I was quite impressed. And you got it. I did get it. And it's a great picture, too. We, when it wasn't a selfie, you took it. Oh, so that's that was, right. That I think so my great. hand was shaking. I'm like, ah, I, this I is like one shot here. It feels huge sometimes to ask to take <laughs> oh a picture gosh. with someone. I know. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Gretchen, what is your gold star this week? Well, Elizabeth, I know you join in with me for this gold star because we want to give a gold star to Chuck Reed, our amazing 
producer because Chuck is so flexible if we need to record on the weekends, if we need to move things around, and because of the complications of both of our schedules, yes, a lot of times things have to move, and Chuck just makes that that much easier because he's so flexible. And I think a lot of people wouldn't be so willing to be like, oh, yeah, let's do it at 1130 on Sunday. Yes. <laughs> so gold star Chuck. Well, thank you. you it's my pleasure. <laughs> You're welcome. And Chuck, we also give you a gold star for your patience dealing with all the tech. Yes. My jam. Yeah. Yeah. Gold Thanks. star to Chuck. Okay, the resources for this week. August is right around the corner, which means many of us are starting to think about back to school. If you are a teacher, a parent, a coach, a professor, anyone anticipating the start of the new year, I have a guide for you. If you go to GretchenRubin.com slash resources and you scroll down to the section uh, for the four tendencies, you can find a guide called Using the Four Tendencies with Children and Students. And you can just download that and print that. Many people have told me how much they use the four tendencies with children. And also, many of you are completists. We know this podcast listeners. And we hear from people who say that they're sorry that they're all caught up to the podcast and then they have to wait for each Wednesday or Monday to get a new episode. If you want more, remember, I have audiobooks. And you can get them from Audible or iBooks, Google Play, wherever you listen to iBooks. And so that's a way to get more happiness content in your ears wherever you are. Yes. And Elizabeth, what are we reading? What are you reading? I am reading Terry McMillan's It's Not All Downhill From Here. And I'm reading The Eyes of the Skin by Yuhani Palasma. Interesting title. Yeah, interesting book. Well, that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Allow others to share your enthusiasm. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. Thank you again to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend. Word of mouth is how people discover the show. And rate, review, and follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Craft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward. Gretchen, um, by the way, as I'm about to leave Puerto Rico, one of our directors was in the emergency room because she had an allergic reaction to mosquito bites. So, Oh, I bet she didn't realize that that was an occupational hazard for this show. I know, right? She's okay now. Okay. From the Onward Project. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth... I'm talking deep. 
Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.